Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, January 17th. Christ plays in 10,000 places. Today's scripture reading is found in Numbers chapter 22, verses 21 through 31 from the Message Translation, which reads, Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went off with the nobleman from Moab. As he was going, though, God's anger flared. The angel of God stood on the road to block his way. Balaam was riding his donkey, accompanied by his two servants. When the donkey saw the angel blocking the road and brandishing a sword, she veered off the road into the ditch. Balaam beat the donkey and got her back on the road. But as they were going through a vineyard with a fence on either side, the donkey again saw God's angel blocking the way and veered into the fence, crushing Balaam's foot against the fence. Balaam hit her again. God's angel blocked the way yet again. Very narrow passage this time. There was no way getting through on the right or left. Seeing the angel, Balaam's donkey sat down under him. Balaam lost his temper. He beat the donkey with a stick. Then God gave speech to the donkey. She said to Balaam, What have I ever done to you that you have beat me these three times? Balaam said, Because you've been playing games with me. If I had a sword, I would have killed you by now. The donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your trusty donkey on whom you've ridden for years right up until now? Have I ever done anything like this to you before? Have I? He said, No. Then God helped Balaam see what was going on. He saw God's angel blocking the way, brandishing a sword. Balaam fell to the ground, his face in the dirt. This is God's word. One of the key anchoring points this week will be these old salts rousing Jonah from his slumber and then interrogating him up on deck when the throw of the dice clearly pointed to him as the culprit responsible for bringing the storm upon them all. As already noted last week, these weren't your stereotypical pagan sea salts. We enter this scene expecting them to be irreligious, profane, crude, and cruelly pragmatic. Instead, they end up showing more concern for Jonah's welfare than for their own, and the scene ends with them engaged in a full-on worship service beneath suddenly cleared skies. Well, more on that as we go. For now, we take in the first of two bookends for this part of Jonah's story, both illustrating God's penchant for showing up in unexpected faces and places, as per Gerard Manley Hopkins in his poem, As Kingfishers Catch Fire. Read these devotions long enough, and you'll encounter this poem. As kingfishers catch fire, dragonflies draw flame. As tumbled over rim and roundy wells, stones ring. Like each tuck string tells, each hung bell's bow swung, finds tongue to fling out broad its name. Each mortal thing does one thing and the same, deals out that being, indoors each one dwells. Selves goes itself, myself it speaks and spells, crying, what I do is me, for that I came. I say more. The just man justices, keeps grace that keeps all his goings, graces, acts in God's eyes what in God's eyes he is, Christ 
For Christ plays in 10,000 places, lovely in limbs and lovely in eyes, not his, to the Father through the features of men's faces. Christ plays in 10,000 places, lovely in limbs and lovely in eyes, not his, to the Father through the features of men's faces. Even in the face of a donkey, suddenly empowered to speak to its master like an ancient Mr. Ed, that master just happening to be one we would call out as a pagan soothsayer or wizard, a la Gandalf or Dumbledore. With sorcery slash witchcraft being on our list of significant no-nos in both Old and New Testaments, the last thing we would expect is for God to evidently not just know about this pagan soothsayer named Balaam, but actually they have some sort of working arrangement with him. I mean, read the story. It's not like God is showing up out of the blue and introducing himself. They seem to know each other. In fact, they know each other so well that this pagan soothsayer is asking the God of Israel's permission to accept what was for him the opportunity of a lifetime, to be something of a hired mercenary mouthpiece of a foreign potentate who would really make it worth his while. Wait, what? The God of Israel who said in Moses' farewell address, we know it is Deuteronomy, to be completely loyal to your God, your God, because all these nations that you're about to run out of the country consort with sorcerers and witches, but not you, because God, your God, forbids it. This God is online with a sorcerer for hire that he's about to co-opt, to turn a hired curse into an unwitting blessing. And the conversation indicates this isn't the first time they've dealt with each other. What? Is this sorcerer hacking God or is God hacking the sorcerer? Like the man born blind, we are so sure that not only does God not hear sinners, but that surely he also only speaks through saints. Or so we thought. Evidently, God has a wider bandwidth than both the receiving and transmitting department. So wide, he can not only speak through a pagan sorcerer for hire, but through that sorcerer's donkey. So wide that multiple other pagan sorcerers from the same guild were the first to show in Jerusalem, following the birth of Jesus, announcing that birth and presenting him with gifts. And God is in active communication with them through both stars and constellations and personal dreams. Yes, clearly Christ does play in 10,000 places, lovely in limbs and lovely in eyes not his to the Father through the features of men's faces, even pagan ones, which challenges us to keep that bandwidth open along with our ears. So as you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, what is the most surprising source of divine communication through which God has spoken to you? Where have you encountered the divine presence in the most unlikeliest of places? How did you know? I mean, how did you know it was God? What happened? Polumoros kaipolotropos, many portions, many means, and ten thousand faces. Lord, 
You tell us your sheep hear your voice and will not listen to the voice of strangers. Teach me to hear your voice in the unexpected places and faces along the way this day, even from those I would count to be strangers. Keep me from the error of confining you to my box of means and methods and expectations. Play in your 10,000 places and teach me to see you there and to hear your voice where I would least expect it. Through your spirit with, upon, and in us. Amen.